When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into A to Z Sports here live on this Thursday morning. I'm Austin Stanley. He is uh, Sam Phelan in for Zach Bingham this morning. I want to make sure uh, you guys uh, share the show. Just like Sam said, we are Nashville's on-demand sports talk network going live weekday mornings at 8 central time on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Links to the show all over our Twitter timeline. Hit us up on Instagram and TikTok as well. We got to thank our sponsors because they make it happen for us and they help out you guys like Wilson County Hyundai. Make them a part of your new car buying process by going to see them in Lebanon or simply at wilsoncountyhyundai.com. The Bone & Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Farm Bureau Health Plans, get uh, better with Farm Bureau Health Plans. That means better coverage rates and service. Learn more about a health plan for you, fbhp.com slash A-T-O-Z, and Hughes and Coleman Injury Lawyers, the official injury lawyers of the Tennessee Titans. If you've been injured in a car wreck, call them for a free case consultation at one eight uh, at 800-4600, 800-800-4600 for Hughes and Coleman right there. So, Sam, this is interesting because I'm going to read uh, from Paul Kaharski's report at his website, paulkaharski.com. This was the tweet yesterday. That was the headline yesterday uh, that Ryan Tannehill – uh, very likely done for the season, also tossing in uh, that Dylan Radins tore his ACL. So I'm going deeper onto paulkaharski.com uh, that, uh, let's see, uh, Tannehill's future beyond that was unclear when it came to uh, his availability. He says, uh, now paulkaharski.com has learned this injury could require surgery. Tannehill originally suffered a sprain of the ankle on October 23rd against the Colts and missed two games before he returned Sunday against the Chargers. He got clipped as he escaped the pocket and ran for a yard, badly rolling it. He only missed one series where we saw Malik Willis come in, but that was yesterday afternoon, Sam. Uh, well after the Titans practice was over well after Titans media availability uh, was over. And, uh, but earlier in the day you were at St. Thomas sports park and you picked up on something that wasn't exactly ordinary for how the Titans handle uh, and were set and scheduled to handle yesterday's media availability on a Wednesday. Yeah, so yesterday morning, the Titans signed Joshua Dobbs to their active 53-man roster off the Detroit Lions practice squad. And it was a kind of an eyebrow raise because, you know, Joshua Dobbs has been available on Detroit's practice squad for a little bit now, but when the Titans were looking for quarterback help last week, I guess because they were looking to sign someone to their own practice squad, they went with Kevin Hogan. So they had three quarterbacks uh, with the team, with Tannehill, Willis, and Hogan. Uh, and so they signed Joshua Dobbs, and it's to the 53-man roster. And you start to think, okay, I guess they're doing a three-quarterback, 53-man roster with Hogan as the practice squad guy. That was kind of the assumption or all we knew. 
Uh, and every week, Titans Media gets an email from the Titans that has our media schedule for the week. It has who we're going to spe be speaking to, when we are going to speak to them. And the Titans, in typical Titans fashion, are very, very uh, particular. Uh, they are very calculated with the way that they put together their media schedule. We do not talk to somebody if they're not on the media schedule or in locker room availability. And they prevent guys like Joshua Dobbs yesterday from being available in the locker room when they don't want him speaking. Yesterday, we were supposed to get Craig Aukerman, Shane Bowen, Todd Downing, Titans coordinators, and locker room access. And right after Craig Aukerman came uh, up and left the podium after he spoke to us, we see Mike Vrabel. Now, Mike Vrabel is not supposed to speak on uh, Wednesday. He does not speak on those days, the second practice day of the week ever. That does not happen. But he came on a different route from where he usually comes from his meetings to walk past the, the podium where Titans Media was at. He marched straight up to the podium, told everybody, sit down, sit down, sit down, sit down, sit down. We sat down in our seats. We're like, what's happening here? And in two minutes, Mike Vrabel was up talking about the roster and the decisions that he made with Dylan Raiden's going to IR and signing Joshua Dobbs. And he was gone. And I kind of looked around like, what is going on? Why is Mike Vrabel? The energy just felt weird, Austin, because Mike Vrabel doesn't do that. He does not speak to the media when not required to speak to the media. He certainly doesn't go out of his way to give insight on roster moves that were made uh, earlier in the week. So it, it felt peculiar at the time. Uh, it also felt peculiar that Ryan Tannehill was not made available to the media. We mm -hmm. had Malik Willis and his uh, allotted time slot instead of him. Things were just seeming kind of odd and off whack. And I didn't, didn't really know what to make of it until the report, but we have a clip. So yeah, let's hear it. This is Mike Vrabel. Keep in mind, he, he marches from over where his meetings are, comes all the way up, darts up to the podium. And as you'll notice in the video, even the camera guy wasn't ready to start filming Mike Vrabel here. Uh, but this is what he says before heading off. Um, just want to review here to roster. Um, put uh, Dylan Radins on IR um, and it, with an injury he suffered last week. Um, so he'll be done, unfortunately, for the season. Signed quarterback uh, Josh Dobbs from Detroit's practice squad. And uh, we're able to also sign Zach Johnson, offensive lineman, uh, to the practice squad. Uh, I don't really need to take a whole lot of questions. I'll just touch on Josh's situation. You know, I think that this is a player that gives us the opportunity to, to strengthen and you know, really um, add depth to the quarterback position, uh, obviously with what Ryan you know, in his situation, we'll still monitor that and try to make sure that he's doing everything he can to try to get to the game. And if not, uh, that we have guys in here that can, um, you know, that'll be able to help us and, you know, develop in our system. Okay. So I appreciate it. And I'll keep you guys updated as we work along. <laughs> he, just, he just kept talking as he was walking away. Yeah. I mean, Oh, it just, I mean, it's funny, but it's not funny, but it is kind of funny to, he just like, all right, see you. And just, Peaced out. No, it was very weird. And, and like, I, I didn't know what to make of it. I still don't necessarily fully know what to make of it. Cause even there he's talking about Ryan Tanhill saying, well, he's going to do the best that he can to, to make it to the game this weekend. 
But if you've dealt with the Titans media before, you know that Mike Vrabel popping in for an impromptu 100-second press conference is out of the ordinary. It didn't make a ton of sense, um, and I don't know if it's related at all to Ryan Tannehill's injury status, but that was the scene. That was kind of the energy at St. Thomas Sports Park yesterday before Paul Kaharski came out with his report um, Austin, what do you make of R- Mike Vrabel's uh, impromptu presser yesterday preceding the report on Ryan Tannehill? It seemed also like typically, I mean, Mike Vrabel's a very calculated person, and, and that's a compliment to him. Like, he, he, his words have meaning, and he chooses his words wisely. And, you know, he went up there, and there was a little bit of like, not saying hurry, but there was a little, a different type of like, urgency or quickness that he was kind of going through there that it was, you know, again, like I want to play it again here in a second, but it, there's definitely something going on that for him to, I guess, hustle. There was some extra hustle involved in that minute of video that we played there. And it seemed strange at the time. And then a few hours later, Paul Kaharski comes out and hit with his report uh, and I'll show this once again, and then we'll get you guys more involved from the chat. In Paul, Paul's report at paulkarski.com, Ryan Tannehill very likely done for the season. Dylan Raiden's towards ACL. So we knew the Raiden situation on IR at that point, uh, by that point, but the ACL gives more uh, substance to it. So there's two things here with Paul's report. Raiden's ACL, that has a an interesting ripple effect and what that means for the Titans offensive line, even going in to the off season and next season with the timing of the ACL, but Ryan Tannehill very likely done for the season. We'll play that Mike Vrabel video again here in a second, but I, I do want to get the chat more involved here. Do you think Ryan Tannehill is actually done for the season? Do you think Ryan Tannehill is actually done for the season. So we want your comments here on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch. I'll send Sam to the comment section here in a second. But first, going to tell everybody about Wilson County Hyundai. If you're looking for a new ride, make Wilson County Hyundai in Lebanon a part of your new car buying process. Payne Bone and his team in Lebanon. We've been talking about them for three-plus years at this point. Uh, they're great. They do great work. They help you out. They find the right car for you at the right price in the right situation, the right financing. Whatever you need, Wilson County Hyundai will work hard to get it for you and how it needs to happen. They've got a great product there with the Hyundai brand. The Hyundai Palisade is an incredible uh, third-row SUV right there with all the different technology. Their other vehicles have self-parking uh, technology on tops of uh, tons of other uh, bells and whistles there with a Hyundai. So make them a part of your new car buying process, especially around this holiday season and right at the tail end of the year, because it's a great time to get a deal right at the end of the year. And WilsonCountyHyundai.com can help you out. Once again, WilsonCountyHyundai.com. Today's show is powered by BetMGM. BetMGM is the king of sports books because they are offering you a risk-free bet up to $1,000 on pro football with the promo code ATOZ Sports. If you're sitting around home for the holidays, throwing on an NFL game, we've got Saturday NFL action this weekend. That's fun. Two straight days of weekend NFL action. And if you're watching the games, you want to put a little skin in the game, do it with BetMGM and promo code ATOZ Sports. Your bet with that promo code is risk-free up to $1,000 on pro football. 
All right, so I'm uh, going to ask you guys this question now. Do you think Ryan Tannehill is actually done for the season? Again, according to Paul Kaharski at his website, Ryan Tannehill very likely done for the season. And Paul adding there in the article that uh, the thought is that this second re-injuring of the ankle could require surgery for the Titans quarterback. And so I want to get to a bunch of comments, Sam, here in a second, but let's hear from Mike Vrabel one more time, who had an impromptu uh, press conference, not really a press conference, but an impromptu statement at St. Thomas Sports Park yesterday on a day where Mike Vrabel was not previously scheduled to talk to the media. Here was Vrabel yesterday addressing roster moves that happened Wednesday morning before, just a few hours before, Paul Kaharski's report came out about Tannehill. Um, just want to review here to roster. Um, put uh, Dylan Radins on IR um, in a, with an injury he suffered last week. Um, so he'll be done, unfortunately, for the season. Signed quarterback uh, Josh Dobbs from Detroit's practice squad. And uh, we're able to also sign Zach Johnson, offensive lineman, uh, to the practice squad. Um, I don't really need to take a whole lot of questions. I'll just touch on Josh's situation. You know, I think that this is a player that gives us the opportunity to to strengthen and you know really um, add depth to the quarterback position. Uh, obviously, with what Ryan, you know, in his situation, we'll still monitor that and try to make sure that he's doing everything he can to try to get to the game. And if not, uh, that we have guys in here that can, um, you know, that'll be able to help us and you know develop in our system. Okay. So I appreciate it, and I'll keep you guys updated as we work along the way. I'll keep you guys updated as we keep working through all this along that bike. All right, so there's Mike Vrabel on Wednesday, impromptu statement there to Titans Media at St. Thomas Sports Park, and then a couple hours later, Paul Carsey said Ryan Tannehill very likely uh, done for the season. And Vrabel's words are, you know, Tannehill's monitoring the situation. He's trying to get to the game on Saturday. And I think a key word is depth. Joshua Dobbs signed for depth at the quarterback position uh, there. So, Sam, I'll send you to the comment section uh, there on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. People in the chat answering this question, do you think Ryan Tannehill is actually done for the season? What do you think the people are – what are the people saying there, Sam? Well, yeah, the overwhelming majority is saying yes right now. We've got Trevor, we've got Scott, we've got King Titan, Jeff, Nathan all on yes. Daniel and David Allen both say no. Grim Jim is yes. NJ is yes. Deshaun is yes. Uh, Mert Can is yes. Will is yes. Jake is uh, yes. Does it even matter, though? I guess that's uh, a question we'll talk about a little bit later in the show. Uh, Alonzo says yes. Brian says yes. Uh, Noah says we'll return if they make the playoffs. Noah, important to note, Paul Karski did follow up his report by saying done for the season means all of it. Means- well, yeah, because if it could require surgery, you know, right. the so, Titans would want to have that surgery be, if they're making that decision, the Titans will go ahead and opt for that surgery if that is the end decision, right? And yeah, not so wait. Yeah. It's important, like, we got to note that we are talking about regular season and playoffs. Like, that is what the, the report is suggesting, that Ryan Tannehill is done for, until 2023 like we're not going to see him until then uh we've got a lot of just yeses pouring in uh uh yes 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 i'm waiting to see too many no's i feel like we're getting uh we're getting like two or three 
yeah, I don't know, Austin. Not too many no's here. I'm waiting to see anybody that says no outside of those first two. Yeah, Most people seem to be buying it, that Ryan Tannehill is going to be done for the season until fall of 2023. Mm, so, I'm, you know, I did want to try to find a comment from, I think it was Caleb that said it, and, I, and you guys are commenting. Oh, Caleb says, uh, Vrabel said, get to the game, not play. Interesting choice of words by a guy that I called calculator of the show. But get to the game? Like, no. I mean, nobody's talking about Ryan Tannehill watching in the press box or watching from the sideline. Do, I mean, Z- Sam, do you think... I, the- I don't put anything past Mike Vrabel. Get to the game? That's the, like... Austin, getting this to is the, the same game- guy. This is the same guy. We asked him how he felt about Todd Downing's play calling, and he responded by saying he does a good job relaying the information to the quarterback. He didn't talk about who chose the play. He talked yeah. about his response. We asked, what are his responsibilities? He says, relaying the play to the quarterback. Everything he says is technical. I'm not saying I think that's what he's saying here, but I put nothing past him. I think it's foolish to write, as Caleb said, calculated guy. Yeah, nothing but- is not intentional with the way that he speaks, especially in a prepared statement. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Ronnie says, I get to the game. WTF, does that even mean? I mean, I'm with Ronnie. Like, that doesn't mean, like, get to the game is the same as playing the game because nobody talks like that. <laughs> like, nobody says, like, yeah, I just hope that uh, our quarterback can get to the game and his and vehicle him as a game time to decision watch. if he gets there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, get to the game. Like, I-, I think people are reading into and Caleb reading too deep into that. Like, He's not that like Mike Rabel's a smart guy and chooses his words carefully. I but agree. I I'm just saying get I, I through think, the uh, game means playing in the game. Like that's the whole purpose. Nobody's nobody gives a damn if Ryan Tannehill is not playing and is either in the booth or at his on at, at, at home on the couch. Yeah, like he doesn't have a ride. I don't I mean, use that <laughs> lift uh service that Todd Downing didn't use that the All organization right. provides to All right. get Ryan Tannehill to the game. No, All he's right. ta- Mike Vrabel's talking about playing in the game when he says get to the game. Don't be ridiculous. Uh so here's so I'll answer the question. So again, asking uh, all of you guys, do you think Ryan Tannehill is actually done for the season? I am I, I don't know if I'm not like saying I disagree or don't believe what Paul is saying because Paul uh, very well made sure that he positioned this as very likely done for the season. I think the Titans know that Ryan Tannehill is their best option at quarterback to win a playoff game. And so the Tennessee Titans are not going to put Ryan Tannehill on injured reserve until they are eliminated from the playoffs and that won't happen until after week 18. So Ryan Tannehill is not going to go on injured reserve. So what I believe is that the Titans are going to try to do everything they possibly can as will Ryan Tannehill to see if he can play in week 18 against the Jags in Jacksonville. So I am, I am not sold on he is done for the year. He might not play in week 18, but I think the Titans are going to go try to do everything possible. And that might include having him drive to Jacksonville or ride 
get to the game in Jacksonville in a different fashion rather than flying in a plane where maybe that ankle stiffens up, swells up, whatever it does uh, up in the air there. But I, I think I think they're going to try to get Tannehill to week 18. So I'm not quite ready to say he's done for the year. Um, I think he's done. I Ooh. I believe the report. I mean, I, I have no reason to doubt Paul. Um People will say what they want about Paul Karski. He's he's pretty reliable when it comes to this sort of stuff. I, I have no reason to doubt his reporting. That's my first point. Number two, Austin, like I, I think there's a history of this or a precedent for this when looking at Ryan Tannehill this season with the ankle. And, and he finished that game against Indianapolis where he originally tweaked it and then missed two games after the fact. But that, this seems to be maybe a little bit more severe than the last one because it's the re-injury because uh uh, just kind of the vibe around it where he's not speaking to the media he was still speaking to the media while he was injured last time despite Malik Willis being the starter when Malik Willis started in Kansas City we had to go get Malik in the locker room Ryan Tannehill was still at the podium speaking to Titans media about how he was feeling how he was progressing things like that this feels a little different to me Uh, And it doesn't surprise me that he toughed that game out. And now it's not looking like two or three weeks is enough time for him to get back. So uh, both of those give me reason to believe that he's probably done for the year. I think signing Joshua Dobbs to the active roster tells you a lot about what you need to know because you're able to standard elevate somebody from your practice squad if you just need a backup for Malik Willis for a week or two. Uh, So unless they just loved Joshua Dobbs that much that they had to go get him and had to go add him to the active roster, that way it was uh, they could sign him directly from Detroit's practice squad. I see no reason why that wouldn't tell me that uh, their plan right now is to operate with two quarterbacks being Malik Willis and Joshua Dobbs. And I think if Tannehill progresses faster than they expect, Sure, there's a chance he's back for maybe the playoff game. Week 18 feels like a stretch, certainly, but uh, I really have no reason to doubt the report. So I'm operating under the assumption okay. that we won't see Ryan Tannehill for the rest of the year. All right. That, and well, I think I'm operating under the fact that Ryan Tannehill will not play Saturday against the Texans, and Ryan Tannehill will not play the you know a week from tonight against the Dallas Cowboys. I think that's Malik Willis as the starter. And the reason why they bring Josh Dobbs in is because when you look at the injury report from the week and now Dylan Radins is on IR and you had your, at you know, your top six offensive linemen be either mispractice or being limited at practice this week. I think you needed somebody who could save themselves with their legs like Josh Dobbs and Malik Willis, rather than Kevin Hogan, who might as well, has the mobility of Ryan Tannehill with the sprained ankle. Like Kevin Hogan's never been able to run. And so I think that's where Josh Dobbs um, comes in to fit here is because of the the added uh, injuries and lack of health at the offensive line. I don't know who their five offensive linemen are going to be on Saturday because uh, I don't think Ben Jones is going to go. Dennis Daly is now dealing with something too after being he was not- out there. He was out there yesterday though. So it, he was it- limited, but it was, it was funny. Like uh, Tuesday, which was Wednesday, he was, did not practice, not injury related. Then yesterday, which was Wednesday acting as Thursday, he was limited, but with an actual injury. So there was a little bit of interesting situation uh, there with that. So, I, you know, 
I don't know who's going to be the, the offensive line. You know, no Raidens. You've got Nate Davis who was rolled up on with the ankle. NPF also has an ankle, and then your your you know left guard Aaron Brewer's got bad ribs. And so I think you need somebody like Josh Dobbs and Malik Willis who can uh, save themselves in situations like that. You know, Mark says Dennis Daly is always limited. There you go, uh, Mark. Congratulations go on. on your joke. So uh, there is something else that happened yesterday with Paul Kaharski's report that I also found interesting. Uh, and I'll, I'll go deeper into that uh, here in a second. But first, let me tell you guys about the Bone & Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care whenever you get hurt in life. It feels like we're always talking about Titans injuries when I do a Bone & Joint Institute uh, type of read. But that's, I guess that's what the season has been for the Titans. But if you get hurt in life, whether it's playing rec sports, your son or daughter playing uh, school sports, youth sports, whatever it might be, or just, you know, sometimes you slip down the stairs, especially if there's ice that we're going to have this upcoming weekend. Make sure you know where to go to get back healthy again. That is the Boning Joint Institute in Franklin, but they also have clinics uh, all around Williamson County, Nolensville, Brentwood, Thompson Station. It is the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Region, meaning Middle Tennessee, Southern Kentucky, Northern Alabama. They do it better than everybody else. Boneandjointtn.org. Today's show is powered by BetMGM. I love talking about BetMGM, especially this time of year, because I sit around on a Saturday. I sit around uh, on a Thursday night. Whenever I'm watching NFL football, I just need a little bit of skin in the game, and that's what BetMGM does because they have a risk-free bet up to $1,000 on pro football. So if you don't like the risk that comes with sports betting, don't worry about it. Use BetMGM, and you can get a risk-free bet so you get two chances to win. If you place your bet, it doesn't hit. You get the money back in your account with a second opportunity to find a new pick, uh, win some more money. So whatever it is that's holding you back, use uh, BetMGM, use promo code ATOZ Sports on the BetMGM app and get a risk-free bet up to $1,000 on pro football. All right, A to Z Sports here live on this Thursday going through and uh, the report from Paul Kaharski here at his website, paulkaharski.com. Titans quarterback Ryan Tannehill very likely done for the season. Dylan Raiden's also with a torn ACL and Paul continues in his article saying that Ryan Tannehill's injury to his ankle could require surgery. So, you know, the question that we ask is, do you think Ryan Tannehill um, is actually done for the season? We are not questioning the report from Paul Kaharski because Paul said very likely to be done and the injury could require surgery, not definite there, but very likely and could uh, there on the report from, from PK and his website, Paul Kaharski, Dot com. I did find something interesting, and this is not because this is not about Paul. It's about ESPN. So ESPN always makes sure when they report things in the NFL, they report it and put one of their reporters' names on it. One thing I found interesting is that when I got my ESPN notification on the Titans, it was that the fact that uh, you know, Tannehill most likely or very likely done for the season. And they tagged Paul great for Paul because Paul got credit from ESPN, uh, who has not given credit to A to Z in the past when we've had stories. And that's not a thing about Tron Davenport because that's an ESPN higher up editor type situation, but ESPN.com did not add 
Adam Schefter or one of their other ESPN NFL reporters to that, which they typically do. And I, I did find that interesting, but they ran the story, but they credited Paul. I, I thought that was interesting there too. So I, I don't know what you think about that aspect of it, but it's a layer to the story um, that I, I thought stood out to me. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Uh, you would definitely know more about that than I would. You've been doing this for a lot longer. You've experienced the the waves that have come with breaking news and ESPN picking up breaking news. I mean, I will, I will say, right, I mean, even when Ryan Tannehill dealt with the ankle earlier in the season, there were reports about, well, he, he's not going to travel with the team. Local media reported it on Thursday afternoon, Friday afternoon, or that, sorry, that he would travel with the team mm -hmm. uh, and be a game time decision. And Adam Schefter's reporting it Sunday morning that, oh, he traveled with the team yesterday. Looks like he's a game time decision. So he was a little bit late. Uh, I don't really know if there's a ton of stock in that. I do think it does show, like you said, nobody else has been able to confirm it. So whoever Paul's source is, is probably pretty specific to him. Like I said, I personally don't have doubts uh, of Paul or of what he's reporting. Maybe he was going out on a limb a little bit, trying to uh, make sure that he was first, that he got credited with the story and, and thought there was a very high likelihood that Ryan Tannehill would be done for the year without necessarily the guarantee of knowing he was going to get the surgery. I think that's a real possibility you would know a lot more, I would say, about the ESPN yeah. angle of it or just national outlets in general and the fact that of all the other Titans media people, my guy TD, like you mentioned, uh, everybody else that's on the beat, nobody was necessarily able to confirm those same reports. Yeah, and, and again, like, and this is just me being uh, sensitive, if you want, of when I saw the ESPN notification come through on my phone, my first thought was like, all right, who, uh, who did ESPN give the credit to? Like, like uh, as like a joke of like, who did ESPN attach to this, uh, instead of Paul. And then I opened it. I was like, Oh, <laughs> like they actually gave Paul the credit. So again, I thought that was fascinating uh, over there too. So again, the question that we asked uh, about this, do you think Ryan Tannehill is actually done for the season is not a shot at saying we don't believe, or I don't believe Paul's report. Sam says that he believes it. I just think the Titans approach to it is that they're going to see what happens leading up to week 18 against Jacksonville and then determine if Tannehill can go because the Titans don't have to beat the Texans. They don't have to beat the Cowboys. All they got to do is beat the Jags, right? And if you beat the Jags, you make the playoffs and the Titans know Ryan Tannehill is the best shot at beating the Jags and making the playoffs and doing anything in the playoffs. So I think the Titans are going to wait, wait, wait. And Paul could be right. Very likely done for the season could absolutely be right. And so I just think the Titans are going to slow play this thing. Yeah. I don't disagree with you because I think it would be kind of foolish not to, I mean, if he needs surgery, you can do surgery January 12th. Like as soon as the season ends, if you don't make the playoffs, you can do the surgery. Like I, he'll be fine by training camp at that point in time with, with getting surgery on his ankle uh, how that affects your offseason, I don't know. That's a whole different can of worms that we're not going to open this morning, but we will uh, certainly talk about in the future. But yeah, I, I mean, I told you my thoughts on that earlier in the week. I told Mike Vrabel my thoughts earlier in the week on that, and he didn't seem to like those thoughts very much. But 
I don't think Ryan Tannehill has any business playing this week, regardless of whether or not he's done for the season. I don't think he has any business playing next week. And I know a lot of people don't necessarily agree with that, but the Titans are very likely going to have their season come down to week 18. I think they need to focus on the Jags and and get healthy. If you have somebody that's banged up that you're 50-50 on whether or not they can go against the Texans, sit them. I don't care because it's what you said, Austin. Three weeks from now when they play the Jaguars in Jacksonville, that's the game that's going to matter. They cannot lose the division before then. So it makes sense for them to slow play Ryan Tannehill's ankle and say, well, he's probably done for the year, but maybe two weeks from now it's it looks different and we have some un, unexpected yes. progress. That's probably where I feel like they're at. They know he's going to be done for the year. They have a really good idea he's going to be done for the year, but you're not going to put him on IR. You're not going to get the surgery now. So you're in a wait and see. I guess we hope he can get ready for the game and have some drastic, you know, out of nowhere recovery. I just, I don't see it happening. I think it's going to be Malik Willis the rest of the way. And this turns into the, this is the question of how important is Ryan Tannehill's roster spot for the rest of the team? Right. I I think that is a big deal. How important is the roster spot to the rest of the team? And if they, if if they think that there's a shot that Tannehill can play in week 18, they're going to save that roster spot for Ryan Tannehill. Right. Yeah. I mean, I sure, but I also don't think the roster spot means a ton at this point. At this point, they, they have had so many guys cycling in and out of here. We talk all the time about getting dudes off practice squads, getting dudes off the couch. When you have injuries, they're bringing those dudes in and those dudes are getting hurt and you're having to find replacements for the replacements. Like that is where they are, where I, similar to how Mike Vrabel spoke about him and uh, Ryan Cowden dealing with player personnel decisions in the a- absence of John Robinson, where he's like, I don't want to say that it'll be inconsequential, but it's just kind of moving around a couple back end guys. I think that's where they are. Uh, and so I think, would you rather have a, a no, guy number 53 on the roster that might contribute to special teams occasionally or save it for Ryan Tannehill to potentially be back? I think they saved the spot. I don't think that that roster spot is a huge difference maker one way or another because like they're just well, so you're, depleted. But now you're that carrying three. You're carrying three quarterbacks and we all know three quarterbacks. Right, but what, do you, what are they, what are you losing out on? Right. Because like, I mean, Sam, like they look at, look at that. This is, this is not updated through yesterday's uh, walkthrough practice, but look at that. I mean, they need, they just need bodies, but they need bodies to go out there. Bodies where like no, on the offensive line, nobody that you bring in as the 53rd man on the roster is going to be a body on offensive line. It's going to be a special teamer. That's what the back end of the roster is. Sam, you've got like, you have, one offensive lineman in Raidens who's now gone. You just signed a couple more guys on the practice squad, right? And you're going through all these different things. Like you, your entire offense starting offensive line is missing practice time this week due to injuries. You only carry so many. You, you don't even you might not even have five healthy guys on the roster to play Saturday. So you're gonna have to have roster spots. Well, that's you, you've got to that, have because what that's happens the end around, you, right? Though you sign you sign guys to the practice squad and you elevate them, and yeah, but that's just two. And, and again, like you can do that, and that helps things and helps you maneuver. But still, like every roster spot at this point is important, especially if you think a guy might be done for the season. 
and so again, that's where this is interesting because the very likely term, yeah, Ryan Tannehill could very likely be out for the season, but they're going to wait to see where that ankle's at leading up to that Jacksonville game to see if they had a shot. And also, what do you get to do? You get to see another back-to-back opportunity, Malik, and if he can come in and continue his growth that they're talking about behind the scenes and put some good stuff on tape and some good stuff together, maybe Malik can go steal you a game against the Texans and steal you a game against the Cowboys and put you in a different situation. But there's no, like, I guess that's my point. If the surgery was absolutely needed and Ryan Tannehill had no shot at playing in week 18, then why, why hold him for the roster spot that you're not, that you're just wasting? I mean, I agree. I, I don't, I wouldn't say there's no shot. Like there, there has to be some hope that they're trying to hold out, which is probably why Paul worded the report the way he did. Very likely done for the season. Like that's where I think they're at. That's what I just explained. I think they're in a spot where they look at Ryan Tannehill and says, it doesn't look good. He's very likely done for the year. I don't think we get him back. Is there, but they also, they also know how important he is. They know that he's their best option at winning week 18 or winning a playoff game. And they're saying, well, it's worth it to hold on, hold off on surgery, hold off on making any judgments by sending him to IR or keeping the roster spot, whatever it is. Let's see how it plays out because there's a, a greater than zero chance that he can come back. They're probably expecting some rapid recovery right now that I don't think the Titans are expecting to happen. And I think that was the basis of Paul's report that he's very likely done for the year. Yeah. And you were, you were intentional about, about pointing that out that Paul didn't say he is done for the year. He's not playing, but I think that's the way, like you have to operate as a Titans fan. Like he's not coming back. I believe this like wholeheartedly. And I would say that the odds tell me we don't see Ryan Tannehill again this year. And, and, I think the odds, like, you know, I don't want to put a percentage on it. I'm going to be Mike Vrabel for a second. I'm not going to put a percentage on injury and recovering and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, I, I would think, you know, if you want to put a, a, a betting odds on it, will Ryan Tannehill play week 18? That's probably plus money. And no is probably the heavy favorite at that point. So, again, like, there's a lot of thought that goes into this. And, again, uh, you know, very likely done for the season could absolutely be the case depending on how this ankle performs and it all comes down to week 18 and the Titans are not going to make a decision that they don't have to make until they have to make it, which is, you know, Wednesday or Thursday leading up to week 18 against the Jacks. Don't you agree? No. Yeah. I mean, I do. I I don't think you hear one way or another necessarily unless somebody like it, those guys you're talking about those big ESPN, Adam Schefter, Ian Rappaport guys, mm-hmm come in with a report. I don't think we hear a ton about this. And I think Mike Vrabel maintains his same energy of Ryan Tannehill is going to try and get back. We hope he's trying to get to the game. He's just trying to get in the car and get to the stadium. We'll see where he's at. I know Ryan's working hard. I know he's tough and he's doing everything he can to be out there for the team. That's going to be the story. And I think we wait until week 18 until we officially know the status of the Titans starting quarterback. All right. So let's ask this question. How far can the Titans go without Ryan Tannehill the rest of the season? How far can the Titans go without Tannehill the rest of the season? They've got three games left. They're favored, I believe, still at BetMGM uh, over the Texans as we speak right now, even with Malik expected to be the guy at quarterback for sure 
on Saturday. Uh, and then a game against the Cowboys one week from right now. Uh, so, and then another game against the Jags on the road. So uh, how far can the Titans go without Ryan Tannehill the rest of the season? Uh, we'll leave that up to you to how you want to answer it. It could be the playoffs. It could be uh, whatever you think. But first, let me tell you guys about Farm Bureau Health Plans. You can plan on Farm Bureau Health Plans uh, for your health, dental, and vision. They've been covering Tennesseans for now over 75 years and they do a fantastic job at it. It's closing down to the end of the year, which means that we know exactly how much money Zach has saved on his new health coverage with Farm Bureau Health Plans in one calendar year compared to his previous plan. So we love that. Zach saved 20% every month on his coverage and actually got better coverage. A lower rate and better coverage is the best of both worlds because you don't have to sacrifice anything. You win twice. It's a win-win. So... Farm Bureau Health Plans, if you need it, if you're getting that age where you're about to come off of your parents' uh, coverage and you're not sure exactly what that next step is, Farm Bureau Health Plans knows exactly how to handle that situation. They can do it. So if you're if you're teetering in 2023 on that decision, Farm Bureau Health Plans is where to go. FBHP.com slash ATOZ at Farm Bureau Health Plans. Today's show is powered by BetMGM. BetMGM is the king of sportsbooks for good reason. It's pretty simple. You go to the BetMGM app. You use promo code ATOZ Sports while you're placing your bet on an NFL game, and your bet is risk-free up to $1,000. That's right. It's a risk-free bet up to $1,000 on pro football with promo code ATOZ Sports on the BetMGM app. Get your best pick this weekend, Thursday, Saturday, Sunday, whatever it is. Place it on BetMGM, risk free up to $1,000. No reason not to get involved when no risk is involved. Uh, so use that promo code ATOZ Sports on the BetMGM app. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 or older, Tennessee only new customer offer. All promotions, total qualification, eligible requirements. Rewards issued, acknowledgeable for bets for credit. For bets expire in seven days. For problem game support, call Tennessee Redline 800-889-9789. Sam asking the question now, how far can the Titans go without Ryan Tannehill the rest of the way if, in fact, he is done for the season? I'll send you to the comment section, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Uh, let's see. We got uh, nowhere either way. Nowhere. We, Mr. Jones is the optimist this time. Super Bowl champions in all capitals. I guess he's a big Malik Willis guy. JR says nowhere. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Same as if he was playing from Valentino. Doesn't think Tannehill was very good. Uh, we got season over. Depends on how well they get Malik playing up to speed. Uh, lose out from Nathan uh, wild card from young baller miracles do happen in music city from William young Another other hey, music city Malik babies on the big stage. Yes, he is uh, playoffs first round from Kenneth Davidson two and one in a wild card round loss is Griffin craft young baller says the wild card uh, first round exit from Stanley Titans missed the playoffs from Clayton seven and 10 with him. Seven and ten without him. Brian doesn't think it affects much. Austin, where are you at with this? Without Ryan Tannehill, with Malik Willis starting potentially the rest of the season for the Titans, how far can this Titans team go? So this is this is really interesting. Um, and I do before I give my answer, I do want to um, 
uh, read this from Noah, who is, uh, by the way, uh, we have made a rule uh, that anything under $15 is Sam's lunch money. Anything over $15 is jackpot bucks. Now, for Jack Gentry. So, ah, yeah. Okay. So, here's, but here's the thing. So, that's what Jack negotiated when he no, came No, 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 no. You guys are in a tip share, right? So, it doesn't matter. It all goes into the, it's just the labeling jackpot sounds bigger than lunch money, right? So, Sam gives lunch money, but jackpot bucks and lunch money all go into the same tip share pool. So, you guys still get to have lunch with us on, uh, on the viewers here when this happens. But Noah says, Tannehill's the leader of this team, but with his ankle injuries and the lack of receiving talent around him, Malik is the better option. Tannehill was great because he had a balance of mobility and accuracy. So uh, that's from Noah there. So I don't disagree that Ryan Tannehill is a massive leader on this team. Side note, Zach questioned his leadership ability last week on the show asking, you know, do you believe Ryan Tannehill can drive this team 75 yards down the field with two minutes on the clock to get a touchdown if you need it? Well, he did that on a significantly injured ankle on the road against the Chargers and QB sneaked his way to a touchdown to tie the game, right? So you saw that leadership in effect there for Tannehill. Also, another side note, could that be the last play that we see from Ryan Tannehill in a Titans jersey? We can talk about that for months uh, leading up until that decision needs to be made with the unnamed new general manager. So how far can the Titans go without Tannehill the rest of the way? I, I do think they can make the playoffs because I trust Mike Vrabel as the head coach in a win and you're in type of situation. The Jags are playing much better right now as of late. Absolutely. But the defense still gives up a lot. Like the the Cowboys botched that game in Jacksonville this past Sunday. They still put up what 31 points in regulation. The Cowboys did on the road. Yeah. The Titans were on their way to putting up 30 points potentially in that game if it weren't for four killer turnovers that were not Ryan Tannehill's fault. So my point in saying the Titans can make the playoffs without Tannehill is I think I believe in the ability for Mike Vrabel to piece it together and come up with a plan and execution to win one game with Malik Willis. And is it likely the Titans will not be the favorite in week 18 against the Jags. I don't think with or without Tannehill, but I think Vrabel can put something together to go win a football game. And I'll say it this way. There was an opportunity four years ago in the last week of the season, win and you're in over an AFC South rival. The Titans lost that game with a backup quarterback because Blaine Gabbert wasn't good enough. Blaine Gabbert was not dynamic enough. That Titans defense played well enough to beat Andrew Luck and the Colts that Sunday night in Nashville. But Blaine Gabbert threw a terrible pick towards the end of that game to waste it. Blaine Gabbert was not good. Malik Willis needs to be a lot better, but Malik Willis brings an aspect to the field that Blaine Gabbert does not. And that's some unpredictability and legs that Gabbert does not have the running, um, you know, skill set that Malik does. So I think they can make the playoffs. 
you know, I'm going to lose my preseason bet on the Titans to win the AFC South and the Colts to finish second, but that's okay. Um, so that, that's how I feel about that. I think the Titans can do it because the defense is going to get healthier too, right? Yeah. I mean, that, that's the thought. I mean, that's the thing that I think is lost in all this is, you know, Traylon Burks coming back, Danico Autry coming back. The injuries are bad, but you are starting to get some pieces back. Before I give my answer, Noah, again, coming in with the lunch money, says a healthy RT is currently better than Malik Willis in every way. But I remember teeing off on Carson Wentz last year when everything around him is decimated. It is better to have an athlete who can make plays. I think there's a lot of uh, a lot of good points there made by Noah because that has been, I guess, the thing that Ryan Tannehill is is a better passer. He's a better decision maker. Uh, I think he's a, he's a great leader for this team, but he hasn't been able to move around very much. And behind this offensive line, it's been a problem. And, and it really has limited what the Titans have been able to do offensively. That kind of brings me to my point a little bit, Austin, because how far the Titans can go with Malik Willis, to me, is really dependent on a couple things. Number one is how far along Malik has come. We've heard all the, the praise about week over week progress and growth from him. But number two, it comes down to how they use him for me. I was very, very frustrated on that one and a half series that Malik Willis, uh, you know, played for the Titans. Well, it was just the one, wasn't it? Well, well, he came into, I guess, yeah, I guess it was the, just the one series, I suppose. Mm -hmm. Right. Or, yeah. Yeah. Because, right? uh, because Tannehill got hurt on the third down scramble okay. before the Stonehouse punt. Yeah. So uh, like, I would have liked to see some designed rollouts. Like we're, they're doing these Malik Willis three-step drop, try and find Chris Conley. I don't want to see that. If that's what the Titans plan is, they're not going anywhere. I don't think they make the playoffs if that's their plan. But if yeah. you can use Malik Willis's legs and athleticism and just do designed rollouts, bootlegs, uses speed, that that defense, that Chargers defense was keying on Derrick Henry like we've seen so many defenses do when Malik was in the game. And they didn't have a counterpunch to it by using his athleticism. He's an athlete. Get him in space. And if you keep a defense honest, I do think Malik has taken strides as a passer and it opens things up for Derrick Henry that can then be successful. So this yeah. is going to sound tough. I, I hate, I hate how this is going to sound. I, I hate it. I just, I got to get that out there. <laughs> I think they can win a playoff game. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I hate and I, I hate it. Oh my gosh. I hate that. I just said that. <laughs> there's only one reason why there's only wrong because okay. if you would ask me two days ago, if they can win a playoff game, I would have told you no, but I just looked at the playoff picture. There's a good chance they play Baltimore and I don't like ball. I think Baltimore is not good and they're just as banged up as the Titans are and they don't have a quarterback. And if but you get Baltimore, I think it's a favorable match. You're hosting Baltimore at home. I think they can win that game. I think if you get, Really, any of the other teams yeah. that are projected to, to make one of those wild cards, you're in trouble. If you get Miami, you're in a lot well, of trouble. Here, here's, well, here's the thing, though. Uh, I don't know if – I think the Titans might be able to avoid Miami because the Chargers have a tiebreaker over right. the Dolphins head-to-head. -head, and right now, the Chargers and the Dolphins have the same 8-6 and six record. The Ravens are 9-5. and five. Um, No, listen, I – Again, I hate it. I hate that I just said that because I like 
but I think it I think it's very matchup dependent. And if you get into the playoffs with the AFC South title, which I still think is probably a coin flip at this point, we're talking ceiling. Like what is it yeah, like yeah, right? Sure. I think their ceiling would be getting in, getting a favorable matchup against a banged up Ravens team and winning an ugly Derrick Henry dominated game against Baltimore at home. That's what I think their ceiling is. I would bet against it, but I think it's certainly possible. It less than zero chance that that is where they end up. Like I said, if they end up with anybody else matched up coming to Nashville on January 15th or whatever mm-hmm. it would be, I think it's going to be a uh, quick in and out for Titans fans at Nissan Stadium. They might be heading for the exits pretty early. But So I, I don't necessarily – disagree with the Ravens potential playoff matchup, right? Uh, But what has to happen for that to occur? A lot of things. The Titans have to beat the Jags in week 18 without potentially Ryan Tannehill, uh, who is very likely to be done for the season, according to Paul. Or the Jags could blow it. I mean, I saw somebody ask earlier, who do the Jags play the next two weeks? They play uh, the Jets and the, the Texans. Texans. If they were to lose to both those teams, granted, not very likely. Yeah, but the Titans the Texans, would have to beat both of their teams. No, they have to win one. If the Titans split one and one, if they beat the Texans, lose to the Cowboys, and the Jets or and the Jags lose both of the next two, then the Titans clinch before Week okay. 18. And, so, and, yeah, and, and like the Texans, I don't necessarily think the Texans would lose to Malik Willis and the Titans and then beat the I mean, Jets. I don't, I don't think so either, but I mean, this is also the Texans. And they, the Jets game get... is tonight, and uh, Zach Wilson's playing, not Mike White, so that's not great for Titans fans. And But you're going to know after tonight you know, what that situation might be, but you better be rooting hard. Uh, if you want to go the, uh, what did I call it, the emotional hedge bet on BetMGM, this is what I did when the Tennessee, side note, when the Tennessee Vols, we're still up in the air and had a shot at the college football playoff pre South Carolina matchup. I kept emotionally hedging my bets and betting on teams that Tennessee needed to lose to win the game. So like USC, I would go parlay TCU, Michigan, USC. And I made some good money there because they kept winning. And so if you want to emotionally hedge, bet the Jags to win tonight against the Jets and you're either going to win that money in the bet or the Titans are going to get a gift from the New York football jets. And I gotta, see what happens. yeah, I got to I've done this before because it's the same deal. It's uh, you know, you, you place a bet and I look at it as, Hey, I might lose this bet. But if you told me before the game, you can put a hundred bucks down right now and your team is guaranteed to win this game. I would have thrown the money down. I would have been like, yep, that's oh, fine. Even with me. better, that's- even better. Jags are plus two on the road. So what you can do is you can even get, get Jags plus two at minus 110 or the Jags minus Oh, yeah. Plus no, yeah. And then you've got wiggle room for maybe a one-point Jets win where you get the best of both worlds. But Yeah. I mean, there's opportunity here to emotionally hedge your bets like uh, and your Titans fandom for all of you guys. So, again, so there's that, right? But, again, so for Sam, for your – favorable Titans playoff scenario to happen, which would be Titans hosting the Ravens where you think Malik Willis and the Titans could potentially get, win an ugly game against Baltimore and Nissan stadium in mid January. Here's the problem with that. The Ravens schedule remaining and they're up one game on the chargers and the dolphins. 
The Ravens have a winnable game against the Falcons, a winnable game against the Steelers, both at home and finish at Cincinnati. Now we don't know what Cincinnati's spot's going to be at uh, once they get to week 18. Here's the problem though. The Chargers are at Indianapolis playing for nothing, home versus the Rams playing for nothing, and at the Broncos playing for less than nothing. Trying so to lose. Probably. The Chargers, yes, well, the Chargers the have are. three opponents trying to lose, and they have the ability to win all three of those uh, there too. And then you look at, uh, you know, the uh, the Dolphins here. They're versus the Packers. Not well, the Packers are playing for something. So that you know, you hope hopefully the Packers can beat the Dolphins in this situation. Then at the Patriots and versus the Jets. So the the Dolphins have the harder the hardest schedule, and you just want to avoid the Dolphins. Chargers, yeah, well, Ravens. I, I want to avoid both of those teams because, like, this is the point, right? They just lost Devin Duvernay. They have zero receivers. The Ravens are a very similar spot to where the Titans are, where, like, Lamar Jackson has been banged up. I don't even know what his status is for this coming week. He might be out again. Well, I I, I know um, when Lamar initially hurt his knee, which was December 4th, uh, because Huntley came in and they won the game against the Broncos. The thought was one to three weeks for Lamar. Yeah. And so they've played two games since then. So this would technically be three weeks, but again, he's Lamar Jackson. His knees are very important to him, especially well, and, when it comes to having no receivers. And even so, like when Lamar was healthy at like those last couple of weeks, the Ravens offense was terrible. Like they, they are banged up on their offensive front. They have no wide receivers healthy. They're running out Deshaun Jackson every week, running routes for them. Uh, Tyler Huntley is, is not very good. They, he's their backup because he can run the same system as Lamar Jackson does, but he's not very good. That is the favorable matchup. I saw somebody in the comment said, you mainly just want to avoid Cincy. I don't think that's a problem. The, the Bengals are going to win their division and will not be a first round matchup. Mm -hmm. I think the chargers give you problems because of what we just saw. They have Mike Williams, Keenan Allen and Joshua Palmer. They have playmakers uh, to get downfield and a man named Justin Herbert. And by the time the playoffs roll around, they will also have Joey Bosa back. Yeah, I, which... I, I think that, I think that uh, David, I think David nailed it. I think the chargers are the most likely five seed because here's the thing about the Ravens. You need the Ravens to win at least two of their last three games. Yeah which means that they might get things going and turned around if you want them to win, if they're going to win games. No, look, okay. Let, let me go back to what I said. Okay. I don't think the Titans are going to win a playoff game. I don't. If I had to bet on it, I would bet against it right now. But if you're asking me what their ceiling is, even without Ryan Tannehill, I think there is a scenario in which the Titans – by luck of playing in the AFC South or the number four seed in the playoffs and get a favorable playoff matchup. I, I think that is still a, a case that is very much alive. I don't think they stand a chance against KC, Buffalo, Cincinnati, the Chargers, or Miami. That's five teams. But if you get Baltimore, I think there's hope. Yeah, a giggling grad student says, y'all comparing Malik to quarterbacks with years experience is stupid. I'm done, y'all some clowns. I don't know who was comparing Malik Willis to anybody or any other quarterback uh, unless you're responding to somebody else, but that's uh, nobody's comparing Malik Willis to any quarterback. We're talking about can the Titans potentially win a matchup 
against the Baltimore Ravens with Malik Willis in the wild card round. I mean, I, I could see it happening. It's not again, like Sam saying, not likely, but they could do it. They could do it for sure. Yeah. I mean, like that's what it comes to. The question was how far can they go? I, I think the most realistic expectation is a first round playoff loss. Maybe you expect them to lose week 18. I think if they roll into week 18 and that is the deciding game, uh, and you're playing Jacksonville on the road, I think I would lean towards the Jags. Like, I think right now it doesn't look good for the Titans' chances to even make the playoffs, let alone win a playoff game. But if they can find a way to get there by either the Jags messing up over the next two weeks or the Titans winning a big one in Week 18, then you might have a scenario which, uh, you know, I think we'll know a lot after this week, Austin. We will know a lot about where, what the Titans need to do to get in and what the rest of the AFC looks like in terms of the playoff seeding to know what likely matchups are out there. Because if Baltimore wins and like the Chargers lose or whatever that scenario is, then you're like, okay, maybe the Ravens are the number five seed and things start to, to turn around a little bit. This week will matter a lot. Yeah, I agree. All right, Sam, let's do it. Zach has dodged it once again, but it's time for the magic bucket. But first, you're going to tell everybody about our great partners, Hughes and Coleman. Yeah, Hughes and Coleman Injury Lawyers. They are the official injury lawyers of the Tennessee Titans. If you've been injured in a car wreck, you need to call Hughes and Coleman in a free case consultation. I have been uh, in a few car wrecks in my time, unfortunately. Mm. Luckily, no injuries, serious injuries for me at all. But if I was, Hughes and Coleman would be the first place I go to. And their phone number, when I call them, is as easy as it gets. It's 800-800-4600. Look, they have the resources to go and fight the insurance companies that you might not have. And they can get you every dollar that you deserve from your injuries. Hughes and Coleman has recovered over $1 billion for their clients in Tennessee and Kentucky over the last 30 years. So for that free case consultation, it's 800-800-4600. Hughes and Coleman Injury Lawyers, Principal Office, Nashville, Tennessee. Download the BetMG map. Use our code ATOZ Sports. You get a risk-free bet up to $1,000 with your first bet on pro football. Uh, it's great. And, and I've been winning a lot of money as of late. Knock on wood uh, here on my side table. Yeah, don't um, say that. Yeah, I mean, Come I've been, uh, yeah, I just messed myself up because I, you know, I've talked about this this entire week. I've hit Austin Hooper's over receiving yard for five straight weeks. I'm not touching that thing uh, this week with no Ryan Tannehill, most likely. But the Titans are minus three at BetMGM, and you can win big with a risk free bet on pro football up to. $1,000 when you download the BetMGM app and you sign up using our code ATOZ Sports. That's BetMGM, the king of sports books, code ATOZ Sports. All right, magic bucket time, Sam. Oh, boy. Are you ready? I mean, as ready as I'll ever be. That's, that's the correct answer. So yeah. uh, you are the guest, which means I will pull for you first. Uh, and again, appreciate uh, Sam jumping on here because it was originally playing for Zach and I. And if you missed the very beginning of the show, uh, go back and listen to Sam's story. Sam told a story when me, Zach, and Sam always do our pre-show production meeting. And Sam set the scene of what happened at St. Thomas Sports Park yesterday. And we're like, well, yeah, Sam's got to do the show now because he's his eyes and ears were able uh, to, to set that up there. So 
Uh, go back and check that if you missed that off the top of today's show. All right, Sam, Magic Bucket for you. Oh, this is not bad. This is not okay. bad. And this also allows um, all of you guys in the chat to participate here. It's a community question. We've got a few of these. I don't think I've had this. If you could be famous, what would you want to be famous for? Oh, if I think I've thought you know, about this I can before. let you think on this a little yeah. bit. Well, so if you could be famous. I'm going to type this in. The, oh, are you typing it? I got it. Yeah, I got it. All right. I'll, I'll think. think. What yeah. would you want to be famous for so it's interesting i i can't answer this because it's going to go back in the bucket and i might have an opportunity to pull it so i at least get some time to think so if you could be famous and i don't want you to read the chat i want you to think of and not be influenced by no, yeah i'll think of yeah you, know you I mean? do chat i'll think on my own well i'm going to pull mine while you continue to think and there are some good ones uh and not good ones coming in uh, on the chat right now. Um, all right. So this one would be for me. Uh, how like a wolf. I have done this. So I think everybody has done this. Yeah, I've done it too. Yeah. So I'm going to go ahead and uh, take that one out for good. So no more howling like a wolf. <clears throat> hmm. I have not done this. Zach did it last week, kinda. So tomorrow morning, I will have to spike my hair. Nice. Okay. So Zach's hair doesn't move much. It just basically stays in the same spot. Uh, mine has a little bit of different uh, creativity options for that. So tomorrow, I will have to spike my hair on the show, which that's fine with me. All right, Sam, have you thought? Yeah, I've this got it. question, I if you could be famous, what would you want to be famous for? Yeah. So first of all, I've always thought that being, being, I, if I was famous, I would love to be like half famous, half famous. Like, like I've, if I have always said this, if I was like a professional athlete, for example, I would like to be a middle relief pitcher on a middle market MLB team where nobody recognizes me, okay. but with the Jersey and hat on, I'm a big deal. Like that would be like the perfect, like you're a big deal between the fifth and seventh inning. Yeah. Well, like, well anything... I mean, like in the sense that like when I'm walking to the bullpen, I've got my jersey, my uniform on, like the kids want my autograph. Like that's okay. cool, okay. but I can go to the target after the game and nobody's recognizing me in my street. Like that's the medium that I feel like I would like, but this says famous. So I took yes. this as like widely recognized and this is probably a bad answer, but I would just like to be a movie star. That okay. I, I love movies. And like I think I, I would love to be, but not like a big name movie. Almost like one of the big name movie stars, but dynamic enough. Like I, I like like Ryan Reynolds. The like he's, he's just pretty he, big. No, yeah, I'm just saying I, I like how he's very well rounded. I I think he's a jack of all traits. Like him and Hugh Jackman that can do like the Broadway stuff. They can do like I'm a big I'm big into like that kind of deal. Like I, I have a theater background. Uh, oh, you I do have a theater. Background. I do have a theater background. I used to do musicals and plays. So you can and sing, ish, ish. I, I'm more of an actor than I am a singer, but okay. I. 
I have a theater background. I used to do musicals and stuff like that. And uh, yeah, I think that'd be cool. I, I love film. So I think the art of making film and I love acting, the art of being an actor, portraying a character and getting to be in high budget productions would be very cool. All right. I did not expect that, but I do like the answer. Uh, so there's, um, you know, Dwayne says, that's such a selfish answer, Sam. I, I, we're asking if you want to be famous, what would you want to be famous yeah, for? Yeah, I mean. Uh, let's see. Then some other, one uh, asked, do people think you're Teddy Bruschi? I mean, you guys commented all the time. I mean. At the very beginning. At the very beginning. Oh, you were, oh at the very you, beginning of film? Uh, no, at the very beginning of oh, yeah. you working with us, people commented all the time that you look like Teddy Bruschi. I still see it from time to time. Like, oh, I, I see I see the, the potential like relation um, there. So I just have see. to have a fresh haircut and kind of, yeah. Yeah. That helps um, a lot, but. Uh, I'm trying to go back to find more of what you guys said about what would you want to be famous for? Orlando says being a jockey. Chad says being the Titans general manager. Um, uh, I see curing cancer. Yeah. Yeah. Which was like, makes me feel really bad about my answer. Maybe but. that's where Dwayne was going with the, um, with the selfish answer. Cause curing cancer or as Tiffany said, some kind of medical advancement. Um, would be, you know, humanitarian services <laughs> coming from Stephen King, uh, sportscaster, <laughs> sportscaster, um, winning the biggest lottery. I don't think I would wish that on anybody. I, that sounds no, I like, don't, I don't have a ton of, I, I wouldn't strive for that either. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Saving the world. Uh, Billy says, what about being a pitcher in a movie? Yeah, I oh I would 100% do that. I've I've heard like Miles Teller, another actor that I very much uh like enjoy a lot. Uh but I've heard him talk. He's like I'm just trying to do baseball movies now. Like he loves baseball. He's like I just want to be in as many baseball movies as possible. I would definitely do that. But yeah, I don't know. It, it's more of a passion pick for me because I'm I'm very into like I said, film, acting, theater. I like that a lot and I think it's very cool. All right, I just, I just thought of another answer, but I don't know if I that one shows my nerd off a lot. But well, uh, no, yeah, bring it. I, I would. The other one would be I want to win Survivor. Would be like win my Survivor. Other. I love Survivor. I love Survivor. Obsessed with it. That would be the other one. But those are like the two genuine, like what I think I would enjoy every day. I think being in a movie, getting a high budget production playing into a character and then seeing it come to life. I think that'd be awesome every day. So that would be my, uh, that one or, or winning survivor. Uh, Tiff Timothy says stand up comedian. Uh, Dwayne, That'd be bro, tough. Dwayne needs to chill, man. Yeah, Dwayne's he's coming like, for me, man. Dwayne says, uh, you're very into yourself. Dwayne, the question that Sam had to answer was if you were, could be famous, what would you want to be famous for Dwayne? My goodness, Dwayne's just off the top shelf on Sam for no reason. So hey, could keep your pills uh, there for you, Dwayne. All right, that'll wrap it up for today's Thursday show. We're going to have a lot to discuss throughout the rest of the week because the Titans are not getting any less interesting, in my opinion, uh, with this game coming up against the Houston Texans. Sam, you're going to be back out at, at St. Thomas Sports Park today. Is that right? Yes, sir. Today's Friday, right? Yeah, it'll be a it'll be a practice which we won't really get to watch a ton of. We'll see a walkthrough here from Mike Vrabel on who is ruled out for Saturday's game against the Texans uh, and get some locker room access with the Titans locker room to kind of get a state of the union on where things are with three games uh, to play here in the season. 
Also, uh, Adam Schefter tweeted this Eagles quarterback one versus the Cowboys is officially going to be Gardner Minshew. All right. There you have it. Buckle up. All right. So make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, Sam will have a lot of practice and locker room content coming out uh, later on today and has had it throughout the week. So if you've missed anything, check out our YouTube channel, subscribe, like the show before you go. If you're watching on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch, give the show a like, share it to your friends. We appreciate that very, very much. And we'll see you guys tomorrow on a Friday morning. Buck rising is live tonight. It is esports prime time as the Jags, travel to the Jets, a very important game to keep your eye on. And we'll see you guys tomorrow morning. Appreciate it as always.